Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 9, Life, Money, and Happiness. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mother of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to be more confident, to feel less stress in your life, and to help you look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi gang, how's your week been? Are you all finished with school? Are you getting close? Isn't that such a good feeling? It's like the best. So last weekend, me and my husband went to Yellowstone and it was awesome. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's awesome. And this time of year especially is cool because there's lots of baby animals with their moms and it was so fun to see. We saw lots of bison and elk, and we even saw a gray wolf, which to be honest is a little bit scary, but it was way cool. Anyway, today I want to talk to you about money. Money is one of those topics that we either love or we avoid. Now I'm not talking about investing and banking and all that jazz today. That's for another day. What I'm talking about is money and how we want to look at it in our lives. So first and foremost, we have to look at money and define what it even is. And really by definition, money is kind of the means by which we buy goods or the means by which we, you know, get things that we need in our life for a very basic definition. So depending on how we look at money, is really going to affect how money drives us in our life. You see all different kinds of ideas and thoughts and philosophies about money. But did you know that you get to decide whatever you want to about money? No, really, like it's actually true. I think sometimes we believe money controls us, but we really do control money. I didn't really understand this principle for years, but when I did, It was a total game changer for me. So first of all, we have to define for ourselves what we believe about money. And where do all those beliefs come from? Have you ever wondered that? For most of us, our attitudes and our our beliefs about money really come from our upbringing, from our parents, and from the experiences that we've had. And In turn, we have lots of thoughts about that, and that creates beliefs about our money. So one of the things that I love to ask my clients when we're talking about money and their life and their future is, what did your dad teach you about money? What did your mom teach you about money? And of course, what do you believe about money? How do you look at money? I would say that most young adults that I talk to kind of take a combination of both parents, if you're lucky enough to grow up with both. 
Now for my life, I asked myself these questions. And what I found was that I took both the good and what I perceived as bad beliefs of my parents. But I'm not sure, you know, define good and bad, right? So when I looked at my dad, my dad is pretty generous. And he really likes to be secure. He has lots of savings. He's not really a risk taker. He's not a risky guy. He's not really an an investment type of guy much. He's done a little, but not a lot. For him, he just really liked to build his money in the bank with savings and have that security for him. That was kind of his belief system. And by the way, I'm, I'm not judging him or anyone for the way they use money. But I do see that the way that my grandparents use money um, helps me understand how why my dad believes what he does about money and you know where those beliefs come from. So on the other scale, my mom is a saver and 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 my dad too. But my mom, she used to clip coupons and she tried to save money anywhere she could and however she could. And she taught us kids that, you know, we needed to earn money and buy things ourselves and buy what we needed. I remember in high school, before school started, she would buy me a couple pairs of pants and a couple of shirts. And beyond that, oh, and I think a pair of shoes. And beyond that, if I wanted more clothes for school, I needed to work and I needed to pay for those things myself. And I'm not sure I was grateful then. But I'm actually really grateful now because it really taught me a lot about work ethic and it taught me the value of money. Now, I could also tell you things that I could find that I look at as maybe not as effective with money that I learned. But again, those are all just beliefs. And then I have to decide and I get to choose for myself what I want to do with my money. And my parents, they get to decide what they choose to do and what they want to do with money. And each of us do, don't we? So the bottom line is, is that we have a choice when it comes to money and how we want to look at it and how we want to believe in it. And because I teach a lot about how our thoughts create our, our world, our results, we're going to talk a bit about the thoughts that we have about money that are going to have a direct effect on how we feel about money and how we act with money and kind of the results of our money. So first of all, I want to ask you a few questions here, and I just want you to think about them. Number one, what is your belief about money? You know, what is money to you? What does it mean to you? Number two, what are your positive thoughts about money? And what are your negative thoughts about money? Number three, what do you believe about saving money? And what do you believe about spending money? Now that one and the beliefs we have about that really play a large part. If we're like money, the sky's the limit with money and we spend and we put things on credit cards, we find out real quickly that life gets difficult, doesn't it? What do you think about rich people? And what do you think about poor people? It's interesting, but we have beliefs about that and we kind of grow up that way and that kind of affects things. Another question how much money do you have right now? And how much money do you want to have later in the future in your life? Now that's important to kind of figure that out to some degree so that you kind of know what to shoot for. 
And then my final question, which really to me reveals a lot about money and our beliefs about money is if you were given a million dollars today, what would you do with this money? Now, the reason that this is valuable be, is because we how we choose to spend that million dollars might give us an indication of where our beliefs actually lie and what's really important to us when it comes to money. So when I was growing up, I was required to work in my home. We had chores and things to do. And I was also asked to work outside of the home. Growing up, I cleaned office buildings and I mowed some lawns on Saturdays to earn some money. And then when I was 15, I really wanted a job, but you know, there's not a lot of options at 15, but I was able to get on at a cherry orchard that was near my home. And I would sit on a stool for about four or five hours. It was super, super boring. And the conveyor belts would, they dump cherries and the cherries would come, you know, rushing down the conveyor belts and we'd have to pick out, you know, the rotten ones or the ones that weren't ripe or anything like that, because we were trying to get these perfect cherries that would eventually make it into the boxes that would be packaged and go to the grocery stores. So as I got into high school, I worked at a fabric store until I kind of got tired of that. And so then I weren't, went to work at one of the best jobs I've ever had, and that was the corn dog factory. Yes. Yes to the question. Yes, I wore the hat. Yes, we had the lemonade. Yes, it makes me hungry thinking about it. But yes, I did that and I worked there with my best friend and it was really a fun job. Well, all of these different jobs really gave me some insight and some learning that's really helped me in my life. So I saw businesses that were run really well. And I saw businesses that weren't run well. And then when I got into college, I worked as a secretary and I worked there for quite a while until I eventually quit working when my first baby was born. And I decided with my husband that I wanted to be a stay at home mom for a number of years and just be at home with them. Now, I remember growing up that I had friends that weren't required to work at all and their parents gave them the money whenever they needed it. And you know what? I'm not judging that at all. That was their parents' philosophy. But my friends were always so amazed at me that I always had money. Whatever we were doing, whatever we were going on the weekends, whatever, I always had money. And in fact, oftentimes they'd kind of like, quote, ask me for a loan. And I'd pay for them because, you know, they they either couldn't afford it, they didn't have the money. And my dad had taught me be, to be really generous. That was one of his philosophies that I kind of adopted. And so I'd help my friends out occasionally. But I learned really quickly from that. And I created the belief that I could really have whatever I wanted if I worked hard enough. And that philosophy or that belief has really helped me in my life. I know that if I really, really want something, and if I work hard, I can have it. Now, I know that not all of us are coming from the types of situations where we were even taught about money. So sometimes we look at money as being really difficult. But, you know, I have the belief that if any of us, you know, really want to get an education, even if we weren't necessarily given certain opportunities, 
that we, you know, if we're looking for it, we can get education and experience and we can have that if we want. You know, that type of mindset about money is really abundant and it helps me believe that I can do and have what I want. Now, there have been times when I wasn't willing to do what it took or, or I wasn't willing to pay the price in order to have those things. But see, even that was a choice. When I started having my kids, you know, I told you my, my husband and I decided that, you know, I would, I would stay home for a number of years and that was a sacrifice that I made. But at the time, you know, I didn't work. And so I couldn't have everything that I wanted. We didn't have tons of money to just throw around. But I also knew that anytime that I wanted to, I could go find a job, I could work, and I could make money if that's what I wanted. But for for a while there, that wasn't the choice I made. So I have some clients that come to me with sort of a scarcity mindset around money. They believe that you know, there's just never enough and it's not really possible to have what they want and they don't really know how to make money. And what this money belief does is it holds them back. Um, Sometimes they just stick with dead end jobs because they don't really have a belief in themselves and in the fact that they have a choice whether or not they want to make more money. I've even had some clients tell me that their parents were too poor to help them to go to college or it just wasn't possible. But with that mindset, they are right. See how they make it right? They'll never be able to make it possible to go to college when you believe that you it won't be ever be possible. See that? But what if you believe that no matter what you did no or no matter what, you could figure out a way to create the kind of money you need to to go to college? Now, if we had that sort of mindset going, it would help you feel more empowered and confident and excited that you could do the things and could actually go out and do those things. And the result would be is that you'd get into college. Well, I know that not every parent can put their kids through college. I know my dad's parents couldn't afford it. But I know plenty of people who believed that there was a way even when things didn't look that way. And those young adults found ways through scholarships, through taking AP classes and all those things in high school that allow them, you know, to kind of skip classes in college. And it allows them to save some money and take some time off of college, um, you know, off the four years. Um, I know there's student loans that you can get if you need them. Um, there's so many scholarships you can get. There's companies who might sponsor you, but you see that if you have the mindset that I am capable of figuring it out, then it'll happen. You will figure it out and you will feel empowered, which will help you take necessary actions because you're feeling, you know, good and empowered about making money. Does that make sense? So I want you to think about what you really want in regards to money. And then I want to ask you why. Because as we've talked before, the reason that we want to do anything is because of how we believe it's going to make us feel. So I'm not going to assume anything from you, but I know for me that when I think of having more money, 
what I see or what I want. What I want to feel is I want to feel freedom. Um, I want to feel like I can use my money for opportunities for myself and my kids. I also want to feel generous, like I want to be able to give back and help other people and make people's lives better. And I believe that would feel really rewarding, which, you know, I believe will bring me great satisfaction, you know, in my life. So I want you to get really, really clear on why you want money and what you believe it will do for you. So another question that I have for you is, does money make you happy? So from some of my former podcasts, we've learned that happiness is a feeling that we feel. And that happiness is created from our thinking, not from the actual things or the circumstances. Because if you look at like a Corvette, it's a car. And some of you'd be like, wow, it's a really nice car. But the bottom line is a car is something that has four wheels that gets you from point A to point B, right? So if you were to buy a Corvette, you know, you would probably have lots of thoughts like, wow, this is the most amazing car and it goes so fast and it looks amazing. And, you know, I look great in it. But do you see how those thoughts are what create your happiness? So in my own life, when I was at your age, I thought that having a nice car, having a nice home, having an education, being able to go on great vacations, having some toys and boats and motorcycles and things like that would be when I really truly arrived and then I would be happy. See, I was putting my happiness into those those things. Now, can you see anything wrong with that? Well, based upon what I teach you, maybe, maybe not. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting nice things. Like there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think where the problem lies is that I believe that those nice things, those nice cars, those nice houses are what would create happiness for me. And guess what? My husband and I have worked really hard over our 29 years of marriage. My husband has worked long, hard hours and sacrificed so much to create a really successful landscaping company. But we have the belief, you know, before that, that has driven this, which is that we could have our what, whatever we wanted if we worked hard enough. But I will tell you something interesting. I'm really not any happier today with some of those goals met than I was 29 years ago when I met my husband and we didn't hardly have a dime. We have most of the things that we've dreamed about all these, all those years ago. And some might say that we've arrived and guess what? I've learned money doesn't really buy that happiness. That's not what creates happiness. Sure. It's fun to get a new car and it's fun for, you know, three weeks, a month until that car payment comes, then it's like, Ooh, wow, that's not that fun to pay that car payment. Right? So those kind of things are fleeting. They don't always create happiness. And, and we know, you know, I know plenty of multimillionaires that are totally miserable. I know plenty of people that are poor and miserable. I also know multimillionaires that are really happy. And I know poor people that are happy. 
So do you see how it's not the things that creates the happiness? It's, it's your thoughts around those things. Money does not buy happiness. And now we know why our thinking is really what creates it, right? Okay. So as you thought about this, so as I thought about this podcast today, and I asked you these questions, I just want you to get really clear on what it is you believe you want from money in your life. What is the goal? And then ask yourself why. Ask yourself how you want to feel and then answer those questions to yourself and realize that whatever result you want in your life, you can create by your thinking. So let me give you an example of how this works. So let's take again, I know a lot of college students that are hoping eventually for a little bit nicer car than they're driving in college or when they're young, maybe in high school. So we just know that, uh, again, a car is just a fact. It's a machine with four wheels. It allows us to travel point A to point B. That is really the fact of a car. So what kind of car do you want? That would be kind of the result that you're after, right? So let's say that that car is a Tesla. I know lots of young adults that like Teslas. So let's let's move backwards and let's say what actions would we have to take in order to buy a Tesla? Well, we can figure out that we're going to have to work and we're going to have to save money and we need to, you know, kind of get some information about it and kind of research, you know, how much they cost and all those things. And then the next question would be, how do we want to feel and what kind of feelings would drive the kind of action to do all those things, to go out and work hard and save money and do all these things? If our thinking is that I'll never have a Tesla, that thought creates discouragement and discouragement is never going to create the kind of actions that we need that will buy us a Tesla. So if we're taking the actions to get a Tesla, maybe what's going to drive that is feeling confident or excited about buying a Tesla. So what thoughts are going to create the confidence and excitement about this Tesla? Well, maybe a thought like, um, I know that I can work hard and earn money for a Tesla. Do you see how even saying that helps you to feel confident? What about a thought that makes us excited? Um, Maybe I'm so excited for the day that I drive away from that dealership in my new Tesla. Doesn't that kind of make you feel excited? Like, wow, when I drive off, you know, that's going to be amazing. And so when you're feeling that excitement about, I am going to have a Tesla someday, you're going to take actions that need to be taken in order to to have that result, to get that Tesla. Now you have to ask yourself the question, well, why do you want a Tesla in the first place? How do you feel you, how do you, excuse me, think you're going to feel if you get the Tesla? Because you can be happy before you get the Tesla and you can be happy after the Tesla because you know that the happiness is not created from the Tesla, but the thoughts that you have around the Tesla. Does that make sense? So that's why I want us to get really clear on our philosophy about money and our thoughts about money and what we truly desire and why. 
because you really can create the kind of thoughts that it takes to drive the kind of feelings that's going to drive those actions to do what you want in your life. Guys, I know so many people who didn't come from money, who didn't have any money growing up, who had to put them themselves through college, who maybe had to go into debt to get their companies started. But I guarantee that the reason those people are successful is because they believed in the kind of thoughts that they could be successful, that that was possible, that they could have money, that that was possible, that they could have those things that they wanted in their life. And what those thoughts and beliefs do is they drive confidence and excitement and courage and even drive you past some of the discouragement because sometimes those things are difficult and it doesn't always work out the way we want. But when we believe that no matter what, we're capable of doing these things, it's going to drive the feelings and actions that are going to get us there, that are going to help us find the success that we seek. You know, I, I know plenty that have built great companies and that doesn't mean to say that they haven't had challenges along the way, but they have created some really powerful beliefs that have driven them there. But do you see how in almost everything we talk about on the podcast, really it starts with how you think and then it filters into everything else. It's really the game changer. It really isn't about the, the circumstances of our lives. Well, let me know if this has been helpful for you or not. If you want me to elaborate on this subject at all in another pad, podcast, just let me know. You know, at your age, I really want you to start thinking now what you want in your life because I really believe that this thought work that I teach you on a, on a daily, hourly basis is really the key to whatever you want in your life. If you believe you can accomplish something, that will create a feeling of confidence and you will do what it takes to accomplish whatever it is you're after. And that just doesn't go for money. That goes for relationships. That goes for careers, accomplishing college degrees or whatever you want, other degrees. That's really the formula. So I just want <clears throat> you to know that I believe in you and that I believe you have whatever you want in your life. You can have whatever you want in your life. And that is why I do this podcast. That is why I teach thought work. That is the reason I'm a life coach. And that is the reason I get up every morning. It's really to help you. So if you have any questions about this or you want some help with your money beliefs, please just go to directyourlifecoaching.com and you'll find a link there, how to contact me there. You can also DM me anytime you want on my Instagram which is Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y underscore Roten, R-H-O-T-O-N. And DM me there if you have some questions. I just have to tell you guys, I think I do every week, but I just love young adults. I love that you are at the age where you are discovering amazing things and the sooner you learn some of these principles, your life is going to rock. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to learn how to handle all the ups and downs, all the good and bad, everything that goes on in life. You'll have the tools 
to figure out how you want to believe and think about whatever it is that you're dealing with. And it really is, in my opinion, the difference, the game changer. Anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence, a new outlook, a new different way to look at your life, come, please let me help you. I coach one-on-one over video conferencing or I do group coaching. We can work on whatever struggles you are facing in your life right now. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.